The Lord of the Rings is a book series that was considered unadaptable for a long time. The books are so long, detailed, and intricate that any faithful adaptation would be impossibly long and boring, and any attempt to modernize the story would anger the series' rabid fans. And this isn't Watership Down, so you don't really want any rabid fans. In 1997, though, Peter Jackson, director of beloved but not well-seen horror films, decided to give it a shot. Although he wanted to make the story into one film, he was convinced to release the film in a similar way to how Tolkien's was released. Shot at one time, then split into three separate pieces. The films, starting with 2001's Fellowship of the Ring, were received better than anyone could have anticipated. It's as long as a Tolkien adaptation should be, barely under three hours when released theatrically, but with pacing that connects and explains everything without ever feeling boring. It was also very well received come award season, doing much better at the Oscars than the other magical franchise that debuted that year, Harry Potter. But is The Fellowship of the Ring the best of the year? Today, we find out on Best Pictures. One ring to rule them, one ring to bind them, one ring to break them all, and in the darkness, bind them. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I am joined, as always, by... You Shall Not Pass, I'm Mark Watlington. And I don't know half of you as well as I should like, half half as well, I like half of you, half as well as you deserve, I'm Chad Oliver. Let's uh, let's let's try to. Say is that this our is... first podcast? <laughs> is this the first one we've ever done? Yeah, this done? is the first one we've ever done. Chuck, okay. can you just uh, give that another shot? I don't know half of you. It's a tongue twister. Okay. Is the just thing. one more? It's hard. Just I, one more. I don't know half of you half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. There I'm Chad. There we go. Should I just cut Perfect. the rest out and just try to? I don't know. One, one Figure good time? that out later. Figure that out Put on out. a fucking plane. Okay. Actually, well, let me just get a, just delete a, the whole let me just podcast get, and just keep that. Let me just get Cody. You being nice to me, just so I can cut that in, so it doesn't sound no. like you're. No, I mean that's just not for, happening. So it doesn't sound that's like you're aggressive for no reason. So that I can. No, no, no. I mean, uh, well, I mean, we can add context okay. of it's very, very late. Sure. <laughs> and but we're punchy energy. I don't know if I can get. St- stitch the narrative uh-huh. together can i just have like one one take of you like being really <laughs> mm. kind to me and polite sorry i just nice. i just don't i don't have the sides in front of me i can't necessarily like read just just what say I'm like i i love you and respect uh-huh. you or something no like, I, mean, chad, I, I just i I, I need the motivation for that oh, so okay <laughs> chad i i think that your line reading was much better uh the second time than the first time and, and cool. here's this chad Good job. Oh, thanks, man. Hey, good job on you getting to write on the first time, because I know better than anybody how hard that can be. It's tough. So uh, this is a I, line, I work hard. This is a line recitation podcast where we recite lines from your uh-huh. favorite movies, the the best pictures. Um, uh-huh. This year, we're, <laughs> we, this episode, we're reciting lines from Hey Siri. Lord just thought I said Hey Siri. Uh, happened again. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, <laughs> we're reciting lines from uh, The Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Cody, you're up. What's, uh, what's <laughs> another like line? Great. What's like, another this line is a, we're probably getting a lot of new listeners because this is a very popular movie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so. One of the most liked uh, the trilogies of all time. 
Right. Uh, like the worst we may have we've some ever recorded. I know some of our friends may actually listen to this for the first time yeah. because we're covering a movie they've seen and enjoy, and it's going to start out with us being like Bumblefucks, which sounds like that's a Hobbit Ooh. family, but it is not. <laughs> and here's the thing about our podcast: it's usually like a well-oiled machine. We're usually uh-huh. just like cranking through this part, but we love just cranking. People, um, we love cranking. Uh, they call Aragorn Strider, but you can call me a uh, tired. <laughs> nope. Ooh, that that's pretty good. Joke. Wow. No, it was Strider. I don't even know her. Um. So. <laughs> good lord, what are we doing? Um. This isn't if a this joke. Is listening to the podcast, it uh, it isn't always like this, but uh-huh. this episode will be. So you should probably just skip it. <laughs> well, no, you should. You should not skip it. You should Wait, listen to how it. How does it work? Do we, an do we get, to it. Do we get credit for the download if they're listening at this point? We do, right? Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know what? Tune out. Stay. Whatever. I don't care. But we're going to talk no, about No, we want you to stay. If you've we, already we downloaded the episode and you don't uh-huh. like this, which I get, um, <laughs> delete it and then re-download it in a week and it will be a different episode. Ooh, and if you're hearing this nope. a week later, it is, uh-huh. it actually is a different episode. Right. So, what are you so the way this show... The way this show works is we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. We are in the middle of the 2001 little mm-hmm. series, and Mark picked Ocean's Eleven. I picked Wet Hot American Summer, and Chad is now picking the beginning of a saga, The Fellowship of the Ring. But before we can talk about that, yeah, and we will talk about it eloquently, knowledgeably. We're just no warming up now. Lord of the right. We're just warming up. No Lord of the Rings fans will get mad at us for fucking up details oh, because we know doing. everything super well. Here's, yeah. Here's the thing: we are all three boys who are. are obsessed with these movies. Have read every obsessed. word of each and every one of the books. <laughs> well, uh huh. Um, all three of us have read all of the books. Um, no. Uh, what? I I I have. I've read The Hobbit. Oh, thank God. Ch- Chad notoriously doesn't know how to read. I don't. Read I much. also notoriously don't know how to read, but I do read a lot. Here's Chad the thing. I doesn't know how to read and also does not. I I just want to say that I have read these books twice, and by these books I mean The Fellowship and Half of the Two Towers. <laughs> twice. Each. Um, Ch- Chad, the the only book he has time for. Is the book of the good lord and uh, the he, he doesn't have time to read harry that potter is he, the book for me have you read narnia i've read some of narnia's wow that's like you the, just that's like the third testament though it's basically the yeah bible. i mean c.s right. lewis is the, basically the bible the, the newest testament mm-hmm. is what they call it like truly i know chad does read books sometimes but yeah, it is just sometimes. wild how many books that most people have read that you have been like mm, i don't know i just haven't read them like here's the thing harry potter huge right i yeah, watched the big. movies before i wanted to read the books and now i'm just like i don't know i know the story i don't really want to read it yeah i didn't i didn't um, get on the train when it was like cool to read harry potter's i'm saying this and i'm talking the hogwarts with my hands, express and i'm literally holding a uh, magic wand pen. Chad, when you said you didn't get on the train, were you talking about the Hogwarts Express? N- no, I heard you. N- yeah, platform uh-huh. nine and three quarters, blimey, isn't it? Oi, g- bruv. <laughs> bruv, I'm going to go to wizarding school, bruv. I'm going to get help Wait, hop on are the, you, are you the talking, trolley. Are you talking bruv? about Kenneth Branagh's murder on the Orient Express? Um, Yeah. Do do you guys like keep a book that you read? Like, I have a book I'm reading constantly. Are you guys like that? 
So ironically, I was like about to get back into reading and then Cody, you decided to start a long distance book club uh-huh. and I was like really into this book I was reading uh, uh-huh. called The Heart but of then- the Come and then I just like couldn't find it in me to like get into any of the books on book club. But somehow that was my excuse to not read the book I was into. Was every one of your friends reading a book, you were like, you know what? Fuck them. I'm 100% not going to read now. Fuck the concept of reading now. It just like something about that really tripped me up being halfway through this book I was really into and then having to read these other books. But like all I wanted to read was this one book. But then, like, the reason I wasn't reading that was because of these other ones. I don't know, man. It just it just made it hard. Have you finished so, that book yet? Because we haven't done the book club in, like, three no, months. No, because it's been too long since I started it, frankly. And I'm not really looking forward to starting it over. So, Jesus. I don't know what to wow. do. I don't know what to do. I might read the synopsis and get caught back up or something. I don't know. Well, or this isn't through. a... This isn't a book podcast. Take all your no. books and throw them in the fucking well, trash and then set it well, on fucking okay. fire because we now we are heading we are we're heading to the fucking okay. Megaplex and I want to hear but, what you boys saw at the Megaplex. Books are for fucking okay. dorks I'll, and they deserve to be burned in the trash. So I'll, Mark, what did you watch? Okay. Well, we, um, first off, we are we're doing a, a book adaptation this week, so let's be a little respectful about books. Um, as far as then, I know, uh, hey, as far as I know, the books don't exist. Burned them. Just like Chad does. Okay. Uh, well, no one I ever asked me if I, I read books. <laughs> do you read Mark, books? I, I do read books. Uh huh. It's fucking man. like it's fucking like Magic School Bus books and like. Uh, I'm, re- <laughs> I'm currently reading two books. One of which is Dune, which seems like a mistake that I will never finish. Yes, um, correct. The, the other is Age of Innocence, a book written a hundred years ago, about fifty years before that. So I'm completely over my head. Boy. Why? Are, um, why? Is I don't know. Just read a freaking like John Green novel or something. <laughs> Hard pass. Something accessible. Dune, Dune is good. I read it in seventh grade, which was too early to read it. But like, you're not gonna get through it. Like, I'm not re- like I'm not I'm, truly I'm like down. 150 pages, 150 pages into it, which isn't is isn't like it like a almost, thousand? Okay. It's like 800. Mark, oh, okay. you saw Toy Story 4, right? Like, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it is also uh, an epic novel about uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, Toy Story 4 <laughs> is really good, though. It is, yeah, fun. really good. It's, Forky is uh, so great, and Bo Peep is uh, Bay. Well, like this bay. Bay peep. I L- love Little Abby bae Gabby. I love uh Duke Kaboom. I love, I love uh, Ducky and Bunny. Love them. I There's love... a cat in this one who is my favorite Toy Story character of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I, it has a name. I, I love name. I forgot what it was though. Dragon. Dragon. I love all my friends Bad and cat. it was a wonderful time at the movies. So nice. I saw it twice. Um, it's my favorite Toy Story. It's my favorite movie of the year. Best Pictures recommends. Add it to your watch list if you haven't watched it. Surprising no one. It's the top of my list. But yeah, it's my favorite of the year so far. Um, it's like not really fair solid. how good it is. Like it's not fair for the other movies that have to like release this year. They'll be fine. Like imagine <laughs> being Frozen Two right now and having yeah, a Toy they're Story fucking fine. I promise you. <laughs> They'll still make money. I am literally so not concerned about Frozen 2 because I know it's going to rule. Like, my confidence in that is pretty I unwavering. I don't know that it... I mean, I'm. he'll probably be fine, 
but it the trailers incredible. have not convinced me of that. The trailers. What the fuck? The trailers look amazing. If it, if this movie is is as hyper serious as those trailers make it out to be, then I we're mean, it, in for it's going to be relatively weird, weird serious. Movie. No, it's going to be awesome. It'll be I weird. have. It's. I don't know. There's. I. I'm starting to slightly think. I don't know. I don't want to half-ass this theory when I haven't really thought about it a lot. But there is part of me that is like, oh shit, are they about to do a Princess crossover movie? I don't know if I want that. There's no way. There's no way. I I don't know. I also think no way. But then I was like, okay, so they're walking into this like Stonehenge thing where there are four symbols. Each one of the um, other two CGI princesses have powers that could translate to an element, right? Tangled, she grows stuff. Could transmit to earth or grass or she whatever they do. She grows her hair. Right? She doesn't grow other things, does no, she? No, it, it, com- it comes from a flower that grows a bunch of shit. Uh, okay. And, and, okay. and then would... Moana controls water. Sure. Yeah. And then Elsa controls ice. I so just, we, need she's like just a, water. we need a fire princess. Exactly. Which maybe we're getting. I don't know. It just, I don't actually think it's true, guys. I don't. But there was just a moment when I saw the trailer the most recent time in front of Toy Story 4 where they're walking in the Stonehenge thing and you see the four simple symbols and they're clearly going somewhere else that I was like, whoa, wait a minute. What the fuck? <laughs> what if? But I don't actually yeah. think it's true. But it's something I've been thinking about. Also, anyway, Toy Story Also, Rapunzel lost her powers at the end of tangled so you can always sequels are there's always a way to get them back i guess yeah don't buy it uh but toy story 4 is good (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so so toy story really expanded the the lore in toy story which i'm into it um Mm -hmm. it started talking about inner voice which is like you know your conscience but also it seems like your inner voice is programmed into you um Mm -hmm. uh because buzz like thinks that his inner voice is like his voice box when he pushes buttons, and it which strangely correctly guides him throughout the movie, right? Which is interesting. Um, Buzz gives his voice box to the villain, and that makes oh, her Woody. Uh, and spoilers, a good person, okay. <laughs> which is interesting. Okay, well, spoilers. Whatever. It's Toy Story Four. Yeah, the it. movie will have been out um, for three weeks by the time this comes out. Still, you can know. spoil it. Um, Give a warning, man. And it also gets into like. The fact that some toys have accessories, which are just other toys that can't talk. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Because when Bo Peep walks into the jukebox, people ask who Woody is. And she's like, oh, it's my accessory. Um, with, and he like plays into that by not talking. No, um, no, 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 no. That's a joke. And she tells him not to let her do the talking whenever she walks in. That's I, the bit. I really don't think it's... What you think it but is, but also Mark. the villain has <laughs> but it works. her it's own fine. accessories that no, those are, are just ventriloquist dummies. Yeah, those are just dummies. They can't speak. No toy can speak, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, Mark. You love the movie. Have whatever read on it that you want. I don't think you're right, but it's fine. Movies are about your experience in the moment. Um, I'm to it. Yeah, go for it. 
Um, yeah, I loved it. It's, it's hard to kind of nail down what to say because it's just mm-hmm. kind of like the ending is an emotional gut punch that I think is yeah. earned. I like Toy oh, yeah. Story 3, but it, that one feels a bit more manipulative than this one does, even though I do love it. Um, um, as far as the ending and making you cry, the animation is... Uh, like unsurprisingly fucking it's gorgeous insane how i didn't think there was like that much room for improvement after toy story 3 and like mm-hmm. this movie is gorgeous like the lighting effects the textures everything looks so real and tangible like i that do get spork looks like a real spork right i do kind of get frustrated how unimpressed we've started to get by things mm-hmm. just because tech has gotten so good that we don't ever like stop and let ourselves like wallow in how gorgeous things look which we did clearly with toy story but like people seeing the lion king trailer and they're like uh yeah i don't know it's whatever i'm like they fucking made lions (laughs) regardless it looks (laughs) fucking cool it really does like this is something i've thought about like with like i think uh, well around the time fellowship and the first harry potter came out is like a pretty good indicator of like when we were still amazed with what we could do in movies yeah like things that were happening in harry potter were magic when that first movie came out like it was like how do they even film this like you were kind of wondering how it worked and then by the time fantastic beasts 2 comes out we're so well a like some of the effects work isn't like as imaginative or as good in some ways in some ways it's better in some ways it's not as good um but then the other part is just we're so used to it because we just have been exposed to like there's literally not a single image you could conjure up in your head that we can't put in a movie now. Like, well, right, well it's part of it as well is that like when I watch Fellowship, I'm mm-hmm. like seeing a short hobbit next to Gandalf and I'm like, oh, wow, they like built this set in a way that they could like mm-hmm. play with the visuals and camera work and make this seem realistic. And right. now when I watch, like, if I were to see that in a modern movie, I'd be like, oh, they just took Frodo and, they like, shrunk him a little him. bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, the Fantastic Beast movies are just, like, CGI gibberish. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, you know, Harry Potter is some CGI, some practical yeah. effects. Um, and it, it's blending them in a way that's, like, you know, interesting and keeping you guessing. Whereas nowadays, like, there could be, like, someone... I mean, like, Spider-Man is CGI, like... like costumes are cgi now right yeah Whereas, so like, i actually costumes watched... used to be the one thing that are were real right even if the things around you weren't i, I actually watched homecoming today and it kind of goes to the point of like even though in the moment we're not realizing how fast technology is improving it is improving because in homecoming there was a moment today where i was like wow this cgi kind of looks like butt like it's not that mm. good right here um, and it's just because stuff is constantly getting better. I am not somebody who bad CGI ruins a movie for me at all. Um, which is why I can watch like old stuff with really shitty CGI and still be on board for <laughs> right. it. But, um, but I just noticed that today and was like, Oh weird. What the fuck? I did definitely didn't notice that the first two times I saw it. Um, mm. uh, but anyway, Toy Story 4, incredible. incredible. Chad, what did you see at the, uh, see the Megaplex? Um, I saw this movie called Yesterday and it was... Yesterday, okay. yeah. Wait, what are you? My trouble. What are you doing? Are you writing? A, are you writing a song about the movie that I saw? Yeah, yeah. That's Whatever. cool. We're not you doing just, this. You just wrote that. Wait, really good. we don't have time. Actually, for this. Oh, we don't have time for jokes, <laughs> Cody. 
I've never wait. Hold on, I've never heard of this movie before. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, you yeah. live in a world where the movie where yesterday doesn't exist. Doesn't yeah, exist. I woke up in this world uh-huh. where the movie yesterday doesn't uh-huh. exist. Are you so the only person that remembers it? Here's here's the thing yeah. about yesterday. Yesterday, it's a really fun concept, and like parts of the <laughs> they movie kind of do nothing with. Parts of the movie are really fun, but yeah. like there's just so much you could like play with in this world that they just choose not to <laughs> they really don't think about the consequences of things being gone at all at all um no. because because they mention Coldplay and it's like all right Coldplay yeah. would not exist also it exists ed sheeran, ed sheeran is the, like the third main character in this movie who and yeah he would not exist without the beatles good good joke ed um, um, so I think, so one of my problems with yesterday yeah. is the Ed Sheeran of it all. It's not like I find him that horrible in it. No, he's but pretty I just, good in it. Yeah. I think it would be better if it was just a fake musician. Like it doesn't <laughs> have to be a real one. It's, it's just like, it's breaking the reality a lot for me for it to be. Kind you know. of, but that scene where like Ed's in his parents' house and mm-hmm. that's a very fun scene to like watch play out because it's Ed Sheeran and he like I guess so, looks yeah. like such a normal guy, you know, but he's Ed Sheeran. I don't know. It's it's a it's a fun scene to watch. Um I am a little morally opposed to uh something that happens in like the third act of this movie. I'll go ahead I know. And, and spoil I it for you. I fucking hate it too. So, Mark I, we need to tell Mark truly because Mark doesn't need to go into this movie not knowing about this. Part. Are we are we talking about the same thing? Yes, very much. You and I both bitched about it to each other oh, when we texted each other. Yeah, that that part's irresponsible. But I'm not even talking about that. Oh well, let's talk about that okay, first. Sure. Tell Mark. I'm trying that. to decide if I want to be spoiled. Uh, I don't know, Mark. It's kind of. I haven't seen enough think pieces on it yet, but here, part of me thinks it's, it's irresponsible. Here is my thing. Like this this one like potential for me to get mad at this movie mm-hmm. is uh-huh. the only reason I want to see this movie now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I want that spoiled for me. Well, you've got about three seconds to decide. I mean, I can I take my headphones off? Uh, just like, just like, just like, wave your arms when you're done. Sure. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not know. that fun for us to talk about yeah. if you don't have the reaction to it. So we can just not. Um, but it's fucking borderline irresponsible. Yeah. Oh, it's, it is. It's gross. It is. So what I was referring to is um, toward the end of this movie. You know, he's trying to get the girl the whole time. He professes his love to her, and she rejects him. But then he gets on stage and professes his love to her in front of a million people. And she says yes, and nothing really changed that much. Well, um, no, and I think so, that so, this. So, so let, 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 let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. This scene is similar to a scene in Love Simon, which is like one reason I love Love Simon is because this like derpy kid tried to do this, and he tried to like win the girl uh, by professing his love at a football game, um, and she says no because it's creepy and weird. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like movies like this convince derpy kids that all they need is like a platform to profess their love. And it's going to break kids are going to break their hearts, get their hearts broken because of this movie. It's and, it's uh, an old fashioned rom com where it's doing yeah, all those tropes. The, the, doing the, those, the reason they get mad at each other mm-hmm. is so fucking dumb it's, and such like yeah. a pointless miscommunication. <laughs> yep. 
Um, oh, there's boy. and his like his heroic moment is kind of like, well, why the fuck did you do that? It doesn't matter in this world that exists now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it's weird. Yeah. I, I don't like that it doesn't mess with any of the implications. The mm-hmm. other stuff missing is fun as like cutaway gags, but none of it really means anything. Yeah. Um, it did almost become my favorite movie. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to ruin this part for you, Mark, but it's not a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, sure. It's a world without Coke. So the only soda they have to drink is Pepsi, which is real fun. <laughs> like I was like, are you fuck?" When that happened, I looked at yeah. Olivia and was like, is this real? Is this movie real? Because <laughs> I was like, that's did such a you, fucking uh, weird choice. Did you add it to your Pepsi list? And oh, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> Pepsi may have not been name dropped in a movie more <laughs> than in this movie. It keeps like, um, asking for Coke and people think he means like cocaine. Cocaine, cocaine. yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Um, I don't uh, know. What did you it's, see, uh, Cody, at the Megaplex? Oh, I saw Annabelle Comes Home. Uh, did she come home? Uh, I mean, no, it's not her oh. home. This is the problem. Like, it's the Warrens' house. It's a fucking bad title. Well, she came uh, to the home of the Warrens. I guess. Well, home um, is where the heart is. Is her heart there? I don't know. I think Probably her heart not. dwells within the doll now. Um, so it's she also home to herself. There's a demon who's actually in her, but it's right. it's interesting. I don't know why it's an Annabelle movie, not a Conjuring movie. Annabelle honestly isn't in it a ton. It's the That's Warrens bizarre. again, which is very like, why isn't it just the Conjuring yeah. Three? Well, is it but about they're actually not the... in a ton of it. It's yeah. more about their daughter, and but it still is right? like, yes, but it's still like, well, this should be Conjuring Three still. I don't know. It was sold to me as Nightmare or Night at the Museum, but in like the Warrens' house, which is a cool concept, and you could tell that's kind of the concept they. Like they pitched it on, but that's like maybe right. fifteen minutes of the movie. There's a lot of build up. It's not yeah. horrible. It just is a little like okay. All the scares are pretty basic. I think in my letterbox review and I and I hate being this person because I love franchise shit. Mm-hmm. I love references to new things. I love when they I love when the MCU sets up stuff. But this one uh, so normally I'm not the most like I see that and I'm like, fuck this yeah. movie. It sounds but like this it's got movie, some amazing Spider-Man 2 energy. I, li- I just was like, okay, so this movie is just set up for nine more movies. They're, they're just trying to set up the new spinoffs here. Right. I don't know. It just it like, and again, normally I'm super on board for spinoffs and sequels and stuff like that. But this one seemed to serve little purpose other than like, okay, here's some of our greatest hits. Here's Annabelle. Here's other shit you like. Um, here's a couple new ones. You'll see them next time on. It made me think, though. I mean, they fucked up. I mean, they didn't fuck up. The Conjuring movies have made so much fucking money. So But it's like, oh, there should have just been a Conjuring show, huh? About the Warrens, where it's like a case-by-case kind of, like. But, I mean, there's just so much money in it. Like, dollar for dollar, they're more lucrative than, like, the first Avengers movie. Right. I just don't think they're getting better necessarily, which is what I was hoping. Like, Annabelle creation was pretty solid, but then The Nun, no bueno. This is like, yeah. meh. The Nun was pretty I bad. I liked The Curse of La Llorona a bit. Right, which fun. I have not seen that one yet. Yeah. But Conjuring 3 comes out next year. So, like, they're not stopping anytime soon. So No, I mean, I can't imagine now. they'll stop for a long, long time. I mean, they're just making so much money through these movies. 
But I just yeah. I kind of wish there was a lot more horror movies. I I don't know. Th- this year I've had a odd relationship with horror. Normally, well, we're getting midsummer. We are getting Midsummer, and we got and us. We got us. I mean, you got like The Intruder if you want to see like a bad Dennis Quaid horror movie. Yeah, I'm not going to watch uh, that. Yeah. Uh-huh. We got Ma, which is if you want to see you a bad Ma. Octavia Spencer horror Yeah, movie. I mean, th- that's kind of the thing. They're just like, there's been some rough yeah. ones this year. There's been a lot of rough movies period there's this year. Black, I'm kind of uh, in a funk. Black Christmas is coming out Friday the 13th in December, so that'll be fun. Okay, well, that's a remake. Yeah, so it's a remake, knows? but it's Blumhouse, and it should be... This I don't know. Oh, it's it. a female director yes, approaching it, right? That okay, that's like Blumhouse's first yeah. female director. That that actually may be an interesting take on it because it's like at a sorority house. Hmm. Ooh, I didn't know that, but yeah. Yeah, Ooh. I'll think of. I'll, I'll 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 think on that one. Yeah, I don't know. I it's just I'm in a funk a little bit. Toy Story Four almost got me out of it, but w- there's just been a row of rough yeah, shit I've, for I've me I've not for a while. been like that excited to go to the theaters in a while. And I know. I've Spider-Man just been far like from going. home is tomorrow for I know. <laughs> both of us. About. You too, Mark? Uh-huh. Are you going to see Spider-Man uh, tomorrow? I'm not going to make it. Mm. There's no mm. good There's no good timing with my job. Which yeah, means me and Chad are going to fucking be face-to-face with each other for fucking five days and not be able to speak about it because oh, we'll, we don't want to ruin it for Mark. We'll sneak I'm away. I'm sure that there will be at least one moment in which I'm not in the room in which <laughs> at which point you and him will just shout at each other. <laughs> shout about at each Spider-Man. other and be like, <laughs> but like, no, Mark is just going to like hover around us like in a little UFO car and be like, you are not allowed to speak speak on this. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Maybe if it rains, we'll just fucking go see Spider-Man again. Hey, anyway, I would sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> We're not going to plan my bachelor party on the podcast. Um, uh, let's talk yeah, about... The Fellowship of the Rings pretty good, right? Fellowship of the Rings, like, pretty good. And we're a Fellowship of Boys. We That's are a Fellowship of Boys. That's how the bachelor party back, uh, relates back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to, like... Connect um, to, to, to start. I mean, we can so, just hop into like our history with the movie. Yeah, I guess. like yeah. so. Did you guys see this right when it came out? I saw Fellowship and Two Towers, uh, uh, both on DVD before Return of the King came out. Okay. Uh, so like around 2003, I guess, um, is when I watched all these movies and was obsessed with them. Like I. Love these movies. I it, it these like these movies look so gorgeous, and you like it's hard to tell where like the movie magic starts and just like the setting. Big, I don't, I don't know. It, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the first movie I think. Well, I Star Wars was a big one, but this is just one of those big movies of my childhood where I was like, how did they do that? How did they make these people's sizes different? How did they, you know? Mm-hmm. do all this stuff it's it just blew my mind and i've loved it ever since mark how about you um i never saw these movies until like middle school uh so i was relatively late to them like probably like five ish years late mm-hmm. um couldn't really tell you why or maybe it was like late elementary school i don't know um I I remember we bought the all of the extended editions for my dad for like his birthday or Father's Day, just mm-hmm. knowing full well he doesn't give a single shit about these movies. We just wanted <laughs> right. to like have them, and he was yeah. like, "I don't oh, really care. Funny. Buy me whatever." Um, 
but I, awesome. I genuinely don't know if I've ever seen the theatrical version of Fellowship. Oh my oh, god! Really? Yeah, Damn. just because by the time I saw them, the the extended edition was out, and everyone was like, "Oh, well, this is." better so we're just gonna watch this every that time is we a see common it. like take i just really disagree with it i mean like i think basically like the extended editions like the scenes that are added aren't like bad scenes by any means it just kind of feels like dragging your feet in an already really really long movie like if those scenes were included in a tv show version of the lord of the rings right. they'd be perfectly fine scenes but yeah I think the thing is the book is very like it pauses for a second and really mm-hmm. gets into stuff so it kind of captures that feeling and yeah. a lot of people like the book I, I still That's even not... feel like in this three hour theatrical version like there's so much breathing room and like especially toward the beginning like mm. when you're in the Shire you have all this like downtime where you're just sort of like feeling like this is what it feels like to live in Hobbiton and then this is what you know in the book, that's a 17-year gap, by the way, when Gandalf gives Frodo the ring and, until he comes back. It's 17 that's years. That's wild. <laughs> There's a lot of weird shit like that in the book. Yeah, which like honestly makes more sense that like yeah. it didn't happen so quickly. Right. Uh, sort of. <laughs> to me, I'm like, 17 years? Weird. Yeah. Um, well, but Hobbits like, live for hella long or whatever. Yes. Um, I... This was... This is... The first one I remember, the the first movie that felt like it was an adult movie that I saw in theaters. I saw this first mm. one in theaters, did not see the other two That's in theaters, crazy. weirdly. Yeah, I Weird. know. Uh-huh. I also saw all the Star Wars movies in theaters before this. But for some reason, I I mean, because they are kid, kids' movies, um, didn't think of those as the adult movies I was and, watching. But, like, Lord of the Rings yeah. was big and scary, and there were monsters. And, yeah, like, I remember... Blood and quite a few scenes in this movie scared me a lot as a kid like uh, bilbo right. transforming when he like sees the mm-hmm. ring which is a very fun scene to pause it on and like capture that uh right moment um the orcs are very scary there's a few like jumps with the I eye mean, of sauron the balrog is fucking terrifying yeah balrog's yeah. crazy yeah All the, like the goblins um when saruman I, goes bad that's scary truly i yeah. make that saruman Go back. Fuck, that didn't work. What are you anyway. Yeah, no, it didn't. <laughs> um, so, but as far as the theatrical extended conversation, this mm-hmm. is controversial here. Uh, I have only ever seen the theatrical versions. Literally, I've never seen a single extended edition. I own them and have owned them for several years. Mm-hmm. I own a copy of them that is signed by Sean Astin. <laughs> and still have not watched the extended editions. I have a Lord of the Rings elvish tattoo and just have never watched yeah. the extended editions. I think I will at some point. I just am always like, nah, I don't know. I So my fiance has not ever seen them. And so I'm showing them mm-hmm. to her as we talk about them. And I just knew. I was like, I'm not showing her the extended editions. That mm-hmm. is not how I'm starting off the process right. with her. Because when I told her the first one was three hours, she was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so I just am like, right. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Also, for this podcast, we're covering the ones that were nominated for Best Picture. Exactly. And that wasn't the extended edition. And that's the edition. theatrical versions. Um, um, but yeah, so I, I had watched these movies since I was very young. Um, I want to say it's cause I was into the books, but that seems insane. Cause I would have had to be eight and have read the books, 
which is not like did you read the higher at that point or I, don't, I mean it's not entirely impossible that i yeah. didn't read those i had you seen the cartoons it, no maybe? definitely no. not that okay. i sort of think i may have read them i was reading a lot of shit very early mm-hmm. um that's why that still seems insane a little that eight-year-old crazy. Cody read those books, had the patience to read those books, and like you know, when I tried to read these in high school and then in college, I was like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> I um, I always read like so much shit. I don't know. So maybe yeah. I didn't, but I knew that they were a big thing, and I read them after. It, it's truly hard to know the chronology. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was super into these. My family were super into these. I've seen them several, several times. Yeah. It. I, you know, once I got super into movies, though, I became less into just rewatching movies and o- over and over again, which I know this is a series that people do that with. This is a series for a lot of people where they watch it yearly, normally around like Thanksgiving or Christmas. And I don't think I've seen these in probably seven to eight years. Oh, so, wow. yeah. Yeah. It had been, I had watched the last time I'd watched through all of them was in college at some point. I think like yeah. sophomore year. So it'd have been. I'm a few just years, not the. But. I'm not the biggest revisitor in the world. Mm-hmm. I, uh, just as a kind of. I mean, there's just so many movies constantly coming out that like yeah. revisiting in some ways feels like you're losing time that could be spent watching a new movie. Yeah. Um, but man, I just. I knew I loved these movies, but I, I bought a, a Blu-ray of the the three movies um, uh, at a Amoeba when I was preparing for this. Seven dollars, good deal. And man, I was just blown away with how beautiful this movie is. Yeah, it's very pretty. Like, oh my gosh! Like the the yeah. effe- the visual effects hold up. The locations are just gorgeous, and like it's just it it won best cinematography at the Oscars, yep. and like and best visual effects, and mm-hmm. best makeup, and best original score. Which like, uh, oh my, the score, dude. <laughs> the score is insane. It's so good. I, yeah, it's like it's like Hobbits one orc zero. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, the, the score. <laughs> the score is insane. Got it. Uh, Actually, I don't know. I, th- I, think, I think the orcs, orcs got probably at least win one. at least one battle here. Yeah. Yeah. They they, they do. Um. Well, I mean, do you count the Balrog as an orc? I mean, because no, no, no do not say that, Mark. <laughs> yes. Our email okay. inboxes are not okay. big enough to handle you saying are the Balrogs an orc. <laughs> I know what the Balrog is in an orc, but if we're saying, like, good guys versus bad guys, then, like, the Balrog scored a point for the bad guys. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. And so do the Urukai as they kidnapped Merry and Pippin at the end. Is the but Balrog if we really toss- a bad guy? Because he's, like, the rest of them are working for Sauron and Saruman. Yeah, he's just the kind Balrog of is just kind business. of Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he's a bad guy as much as a demon. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's not a bad guy. He's just a demon. Just a demon. Uh, just but a demon. the musical score... Uh-huh. I legitimately, oh. no joke, think it's my favorite and the best in cinema history. Is this I, trilogy? Uh, that was another thing where I was like, I was pointing out to Olivia. I was like, okay, this song right here, they use it in every trailer now. She's like, what? <laughs> I was like, just trust me, they do. It's right after Gandalf dies that they use it like it's used in the oh, Man of Steel trailer. They're it's all used like in a bunch of stuff. in the mm-hmm. the mountains. Yeah. yeah. It's because Warner Brothers owns it, and so um, they will use it for their movies as temp tracks. But yeah, I I definitely think that this is like up like probably top five scores of all time. I mean, mm-hmm. up there with like Star Wars and like Indiana Jones. Um, I mean, I just think just, this is like not even close the best to me. 
Uh, I mean, I'd be willing to like have a conversation about it with someone who's like knows music better. But just my gut yeah, feeling is don't. that this like <laughs> is Raiders is a good call. Best. Raiders feels like mine. Raiders is I good, really... but it's kind of one note. It's kind of wait. Just, what like, the fuck am I talking about? We're excited. Mine is Lion is King. Good, like, <laughs> Lion Clearly, King, well, yeah, Lion King's very good. <laughs> yeah, Hans Zimmer won an Oscar for that, deservedly. Sure. Yeah. Um, but do we want to talk about the plot for this a little bit? Um, um, yeah. I mean, Chad, we can, do, we do it in two of... sentences. What is the plot <laughs> of this movie? All right. So there's this there's this really powerful ring that was given to a uh-huh. hobbit, and they got to destroy it. So a band of misfits gets together to try to destroy the ring, and they kind of don't do a very good job, and that's the movie. <laughs> and the movie kind of fucking ends. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I do love this movie. That is sort of my complaint with it though which i know he filmed it at once it wasn't really intended to be three movies right it it's one story like annually so it was like right a, an event but, every year kind but of. but it's kind of like you can't watch this movie by itself really like right at all. but but like nor, even a nor should bit. you um no but it's insane to me this one movie is on the afi top 100 at number 50 and it's mm-hmm. like you either like put them all together as one or you don't put it on at all. Like, I just I don't, don't think you can watch this movie in a vacuum. I don't. I don't think it holds up yeah. in a vacuum. I don't think it was ever intended to that. So it's not, like, yeah. bad for the movie. It just, like, it doesn't work by itself, necessarily. Yeah, it ends on, like, this strangely hopeful note that they will eventually go off and destroy the ring. But, like, I'm trying to think of a world where this movie was made. And no other and ones. No other like, one imagine was. that. I'm trying like it's it's all it we were just talking earlier about like how it's frustrating when you like set up franchises today right. and it is like you can smell it on the Conjuring movie a little bit you can smell it on like Amazing Spider-Man 2 where it's just like and like even Avengers Age of Ultron that was like a big like uh conversation point of that movie is like it feels like it's just trying to be a sneak peek at what's next for Marvel which mm-hmm. like this movie's doing, but it feels less cheap somehow. And I'm trying to well, think. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I mean, because movie, it's a story. Yeah, and this movie also never pretends to be right. its own movie. Sure, right. Which, which was, helps it to some extent. Yeah. Which but it, Avengers: Age of Ultron was never really pretending to be its own movie either. Well, yeah, but like Avengers: Age of Ultron has like a bad guy that gets set up and defeated in that movie. Yeah. Whereas right. this movie has a bad guy that that gets set up. Right. Well, that, and then nothing, that Urukai nothing that has happens. that handprint on his face, he gets set up and defeated in one movie. He's, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I but guess. do we really think he's, like, I never even think of him as a real big, like, yeah. villain. Piece. Like, I mean, what's his name? He is in that, like, scene with Boromir. But, yeah, yeah, it's it's different for yeah. sure. Um, one, so I talking think, about... I think, go ahead. Sorry, I, I was thinking about that same thing while watching this movie and I like tried my best to pick out like individual storylines that like mm-hmm. had significant growth in this movie mm-hmm. because like Aragorn or Aragorn I'm so sorry I watched these movies when I was still reading Aragorn yeah, um, right yes it really um, fucked up our generation a little it bit it truly did <laughs> yeah. um Aragorn like he goes through the whole like uh refusal of the call in this movie yeah mm-hmm. but that's you know step one of the hero's journey but Frodo really does go from like I don't want to do this mm-hmm. to like I will do this on my own because no one else will help me mm-hmm. right um, which like isn't his whole journey but it is a significant journey 
Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that. Gandalf doesn't... I mean, really, it's just Frodo that has an arc. I mean, well, yeah, Frodo as is well, the I guess. protagonist of really the whole series, certainly mm-hmm. of this movie. Like, it totally yeah. follows his story. Um, I will say I do love this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. And it is long as fuck. But there was part of me that is like, well, they're kind of like speeding through a lot of stuff. I don't mm-hmm. really know why many of them want to do the things they want to do. Like, I just roll with it because I'm like rolling specific- with it. Who specifically? Well, so Frodo, like, deciding, like, no, it's on me. I guess it's through the Boromir mm-hmm. thing and then through Galadriel talking to him. Uh-huh. But um, the biggest example of this, to me, it's inscrutable. Three movies in, I still don't know what the fuck he wants. Is Legolas. I'm like, what, are you, mm-hmm. what is your deal, Legolas? Why are you here? What do you want? <laughs> What are yeah, your? I mean, what what is your goal? Well, I think he kind of doesn't have personal stakes right. in it. I think it's more just about like, yes, he's willing to save the world, right? Kind of thing. Um, so he's yeah. just like a member of the team, and he's really talented and he's skilled. But like in this movie, it's not as bad. But in Two Towers and Return of the King, he is such a freaking weirdo. <laughs> like he'll just like yeah, look into the distance, like in this sort of pseudo mystical way. And, uh, yeah, I guess the idea is he's an elf, so he's inscrutable, but it just is a little bit like, we don't really ever know, get to know what Legolas's Mm -hmm. thing is. Gimli. I get right. Dwarves have not been accepted as widely as the other races. Mm -hmm. They're like, even though they're the main characters in the Hobbit. Um, and this movie gives Gimli more than the next two movies do. Because, like, mm. he's got his whole thing with the Mines of Moria and, like... Right. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's just something where I'm a little bit like, man, we're just moving fast. You just kind of have to roll with it, which I don't think is bad. Like, I think there's a lot to uh, get and, in. In some ways, it gives you, like, this sense of urgency. Like, right. I, I really love the pacing of these theatrical runs, and I'll, like, hold to them. That, like, any time uh, the extended editions, like a scene comes on that's not in the theatrical run. It just feels like we're dragging our feet. Right. Um, yeah, I, I will agree with that to some extent. I wasn't able to completely figure out what was extended, what wasn't because the only list I could find were like, here are like chapter titles and whether they were ex- like, they would be mm-hmm. like chapter titles that were added and chapter titles that were like extended within the thing. I think um, the Galadriel stuff is much longer in the, uh, I think it extended. is. Yeah. Um, there's also like a scene where they're like going through the wood, like where the Sam and Frodo, mm-hmm. when they're first leaving the Hobbit, they like run into like river elves or whatever. Um, oh, weird. And, right. and that feels super that. unnatural, un- unnecessary. But it does like talk a little. It gives some foreshadowing to like when uh, at the end where Bilbo like goes off with because they talk about like oh these elves are like leaving the mortal plane or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It feels really yeah. out of place at that there, moment. There's something and you're kind of like, that Wait, what? Like, who are these people? Referenced. Why do mm-hmm. I care? Um, and and then also like the movie opens with like concerning hobbits, which is, uh, you know, Bilbo was like writing his life story or whatever, and and it is literally like the beginning of the Lord of the Rings books, where it's talking about like hobbits are weird and they're short and they live in hills. Right, which was not in this theatrical version. It just starts with Frodo in the field after the whole uh, epilogue, not epilogue, but the prologue. prologue. Yeah. Uh, 
about like the history of the ring. It just got straight to Frodo as uh, Gandalf is arriving into town, which I is such a fun yeah. opening. I think the prologue is longer and the extended as well. I think it is. It, it has some extra extended. scenes. Yeah. yeah, there's more um, sealed lore, I think. Probably. So, although I I do appreciate the extended prologue because I have a thousand questions about the past <laughs> millennia of this of this world. Yeah, they sure, do a good job but... at like recapping all the stuff. I think they do a very effective job of just like explain these are the stakes of this world. This is why we care, etc., right. etc. And they they like do the Hobbit thing. What is weird to me? Why why Lord of the Rings first? It is kind of like wild to think about like nope just starting with lord of the rings we're going to reference the events of the hobbit a lot but the hobbit is not going to come out first it's kind of weird well, I it's don't know. the same reason they made lion the witch and the wardrobe before the magician's nephew right that's release yeah. order at least i mean that's how c.s lewis like released them oh, i thought magician's nephew was the first one he wrote no oh. it's the first chronologically the first one he wrote was lion witch and the wardrobe but J.R.R. Tolkien wrote The Hobbit first. Yeah. Like, Lord of the Rings is well, a sequel to The Hobbit. I do kind of think, like, uh, Die Hard is based on a book that's a sequel, but it's a better right. book. And I kind of think that that's what happened here is, like, we're going to adapt a Tolkien book. What's the most interesting story of Middle Earth? It's The Lord of the Rings. And I, I think that so. he would consider, yeah. like, he would consider Lord of the Rings his master, his, like, masterwork as well. Oh, for yeah. sure. I just, I don't know. It's it's a little wild how much, because they, they walk by the trolls from The Hobbit in um, Which Lord of the Rings. Which is a fun touch, yeah. And it's just like, oh, that's something. But I guess, mm. like, I don't know. It's world building, but I guess, yeah, yeah. it's fine that they started with Lord of the Rings. It's just kind well, of it's, a crazy thought. It's kind of fun, like, so this, this series of three movies... It was something I was thinking about today because I was thinking about it like as it relates to like modern franchises and I was thinking specifically about the MCU and like this story like yes there's like basically two mainstream stories you could tell in Middle Earth and one's The Hobbit and one is The Lord of the Rings but like this story if you were to if it let's say it wasn't a book it was just like a movie that was made this story is like the Avengers Infinity War Endgame of the world like it's the highest the stakes have ever been it's epic it's this big culmination of like races coming together to like for one thing historic moment but it's like the only movies that were and like in modern franchises you have to like build to like a story that epic. you know i, I don't guess. actually i don't actually know if that's true okay say more in in like in the lore because like the the backstory that this movie opens with where like Isildur cuts off Sauron's hand yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That is like equally big stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And also like the whole like the land that Gandalf is from where he's essentially like an angel or whatever. There's all of that shit too, which is oh, a bit boy. more cosmic and bigger. And I'm probably Jeez. fucking up that, but I know there's like some wild stuff and the whole Balrog and like I don't know, yeah. but I just I don't. I mean, it I just, guess if, that's if, a if this thought. Starting this with is, this movie, it it just feels. I mean, it's because it's based on a book, but it's just such an epic story to like start yeah, with. It's in just, a way. I don't know. It's it's kind of apples and oranges to me. It kind of is. 
Like it's, it, beca- it is because, weird like, to compare the comic book movie to, to this movie. Because comic books are comic books. Yeah. And the, the universe works like a comic book, which is why it works. Exactly. Um, this th- this works like the story. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of hard for me to, like, look at it like that. Because it's like, I don't know. I don't want to fucking see a, like, give me like, a whole movie that is, like, how Gimli got to. I just Yeah, kinda, yeah I, I, I feel like if this movie were released like Marvel released movies, and it is like apples and oranges, but you would have, like, right. an Aragorn movie first about his adventures. You'd have a Legolas movie. You'd have, yeah. like, a movie about hobbits. And then this would be the mega movie that, like, puts them all together because it, like, it functions like these, like, big tentpole event movies within the MCU. But it's, like, just that. And the backstory is implied. I guess so. Or maybe it's just a big movie. <laughs> it could just be a big movie. It could that just be a big, I, epic I movie. <laughs> yeah. But it does uh, It does speak to the, the way that franchises work now versus the way that they used to work. Um, yeah. Where, like... Mm-hmm. You know, the, the way that franchises work now is, like, there's a bunch of, like, you know, there's Annabelle and there's Conjuring and they kind of, like, bleed into each other and the Nine, where it's like, you know, these are all movies in the right. same universe, but they're not directly related to each other. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, this is, like, here are three movies that are, like, you cannot watch one without watching the others. Mm-hmm. Right. And Harry Potter is a little bit different because they're self-contained, but definitely building on knowledge of from the others whereas like i could sit down and watch curse of la llorona La-Y- and be like okay i get it la llorona right. is cursed right uh, i'm not going to be like wait a second well, which one of these nuns the, is the nun she the does nun? the cursing but yeah well that's confusing <laughs> yeah that's pretty confusing tbh um it doesn't say the curse from la llorona it says the curse okay. of okay well of is like a multifaceted word so let's just so what else is there to talk about this movie? I mean, <laughs> like there's so a, there's much. almost too much. So that's the problem. Like uh, we don't have time to talk about all of it. Yeah, I mean, I have always loved the the Shire in this movie. Um, Hobbiton just looks like the most quaint and wonderful town ever. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go to that New Zealand set that everyone posts their pictures of when they visit New Zealand. Yeah, it'd be um, pretty cool. Seems yeah. nice. They're supposedly. This is what we should talk about here. Um, they're supposedly working on a Lord of the Rings addition to Universal, at least Uh, Orlando. In Orlando, yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. Hollywood just does not have the room for it. Does not have the room. So I think about that a lot. I'm like, is Lord of the Rings still as big now? Right? Because like, I feel like Harry Potter Mm -hmm. is still. Nobody will shut the fuck up about it. Right, which um, is bizarre because it's not as good as Lord of the Rings. It's not as good as Lord of the Rings. Do people talk about Lord of the Rings as much? Sort of, kind of. I feel like it's yeah. got its devoted fans. So I wonder I what the like theme park would was be around like. In like the that, that's just what I think about at night of just like what it would be. What were we saying, Mark? I, I was saying I feel like if Twitter was around in like the, I don't know, 50s or 60s. I think this was written in the 40s. I don't yeah. know. I feel like if Twitter was around yeah. back then, they'd be like, man, Winston Churchill's being a real Saruman right now. And everyone would be like, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's just like the, the the books are, you know, past their cultural peak. Well, I feel and like. uh, hey, let's be honest. The Harry Potter books are fucking easy to read. They're, they're good, read. but they're really easy to read. Lord of the Rings, and not easy to read. These movies started at the same time, but like, the Harry Potter movies lasted into the age of Twitter. Right. Uh, I mean, the 2011 was the last one. 
Yes, I think so. Uh, yeah. If you're not counting Grindelwald, which you shouldn't. Um, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, then there's Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Well, I'm not counting the Hobbit movies either. Like, I'm talking more about like Fantastic movie. Yeast. I got under my butt. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> I don't God. know. It's so fucking late. All right. I mean, for um, me, it's not that late, but. <laughs> For me, it's even later. Uh, yeah. The, the other thing is that Harry Potter, like, like Cody was saying, they're easy to read, and mm, like yeah. half of my friends have never read a non-Harry Potter book. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a real problem in our society that doesn't get talked about enough. I've TV. only like, I read non-Harry Potter books. Yeah. Well, unless you count Cursed Child, I read that. That's yeah. not a book; it's a play. It's True a play. True. Also, um, anyway, enough about Harry Potter. We'll talk about we're that get when canceled. Chad picks. Uh, yeah, we're uh, never. Ta- we're not Vascarian talking about Harry Potter I don't, ever. Is I don't the have thing. one in my favorites list. <laughs> um, I'm a fan of the series. I just there's better movies. There's better books. Yeah, probably I significantly read the books. significantly better movies. Um, I think the books it, are solid. Mm-hmm. I think the books are probably better than the movies. Yep. They are. It's been a long time since I read the Like, books. kind of easily. I forgot until we did our rewatch of Harry Potter that, like, the movies are fine. They're fun, but they're not, like, that good. Guys, do, uh, you, do you hear that? What? What's that? <laughs> Is that the sound of me being canceled or murdered? Uh, or? No, it's Cody's cut. I think it was a cut, a cut noise. Oh, you want me to talk about Cody Scott? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I figure we could transition to that. That might <laughs> yeah, get us into transition. some different talking points. Let's do like a loose Cody cut, where if you say um, something, we can talk about the scene. <laughs> so this is hard, because the whole time I was like, well, this is significant. This is right. kind of important. I think you texted us and said you were like an hour and a half in, and you wouldn't have cut a single second of the movie. I know. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Which is um, so unfortunate. So I mean, it's good here, for the movie, because it's like, ah, it's so it's so solid. So I would cut the sequence before you realize they're in Rivendell, Riverdale, before they're at Pops Chocolate Shop. Um, there's some really bad fades. You like see like Frodo's yeah, face, like, and I was like, "Fuck that!" The only thing in this movie that's like aged like that has been like those weird stylistic choices. Like, I think there's El- a couple things. Elrond, yeah. like his face, <laughs> like fading in and then fading out and well and uh, also the it, it, it aged pretty well but the part where sam sees galadriel and he just goes uh wooga and his eyes pop out like a cartoon wolf i was like wow that that didn't age great but whatever i didn't notice <laughs> sam like ogling her did he ogle uh-huh. pretty bad well I, well I mean his tongue dropped to the floor <laughs> and then like steam came out of his ears and he okay, just but, was but like but what really happened <laughs> I don't know. I think he fucking looks at her. I don't know. I okay. think I remember there being kind of a thing where Sam like he loves the elves. But I remember that like her head turned into like a loaf of lampus bread. It yes. Was weird. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, mm, I'll be having some of that later. Um, yeah. And then th- there was the part where uh, Pippin went into the he went into the bathroom at the pub where they were all drinking. And then he steps out of the pub and he went. Oof, do not go in there. Okay. <laughs> and it was really funny. Okay. <laughs> and really dated. So, so um, what I do love I, about the scene <laughs> where in the they're in the pub in Bree is uh uh-huh. it's just a dumb joke, but like Pippin comes back with a pint of beer and or Mary comes back and Pippin's like, What is that? And he said, It's a pint. He said, They ma- they make those? Which is just a normal serving size of beer for right, a human but man, for but, but for, for hobbits. Hobbit. It's, it's like it's they come funny. in a pint. Because they're small. 
Because yeah. they're small. They're small, so they drink small, small portions. I, I, always, I always like that part. Um, um, I think that, look, and I'm going to preface this and say that I know that their arc is cool and important and makes things good. Uh, you can cut out Mary and Pippin for all I care. <laughs> Shit, dog. Jeez. Are you talking just this Hot movie take. or the whole series? I mean, you can't cut them out of this movie and they show up in two towers. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but like, so you are suggesting you want to cut them out of the entire series. Nine is too many characters. <laughs> Nine is slightly too well, many characters. I mean, As like, we yeah, watch fucking Endgame and we're like, yeah, perfect. seven a fellowship make? I think you got to have all nine. So supposedly mm. in the book it explains it a little bit more because the movie is just like well there's fucking nine whatever but in the here's, here's what but I, in the book there's nine because there's nine of the Nazgul yes so they're yes. like trying to like one for one them which it's like okay still if you're going one v one versus Nazgul and you, you have got fucking four, four hobbits <laughs> yeah like mm, I, I think you're numbered a by little four halves. here's what I. I feel like Marion Pippin kind of like accidentally joined the party and no one had the yes. heart to kick him out. Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. It's absolutely and it's like that. it's pretty clear that Gandalf does not want them there. And I'm it's on like in college. Side. It's like in college when you're like hanging out with like your group of friends in a public area, and so then other people like join that group. God damn it, Cody! I'm right here. That's how I <laughs> oh, met you. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> no, Mark met me when I was the only one sitting by myself. Um, or like I don't know. There's been many times where I've been like hanging out with people, and then an extra shows up, and sometimes you're like. If this extra becomes ingrained into this group, I simply just don't know how this is going to work. I've literally spent, like, I, I can t- tell you about, I, I won't tell you because I, right. uh, just, but just, th- there well, have been times where I've spent a full hour trying to lose a person from my group. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And we'll be like, oh, I like literally like would take a phone, like a fake phone call and be like, oh, Oh my goodness! You three, come with me. <laughs> and oh, all we have would come. <laughs> I mean, I uh, yep. That's absurd. I may or may not have also been involved in those circumstances. Actually, uh, the, I mean, there are more than one circumstances. The one I was thinking of was you were not there. I, I was uh, not, but there was definitely one or two in college where yes, we had to. I mean that's a really some circumstances. <laughs> that's a really believable like uh, excuse because Mark, you are always getting really important phone calls. Like, yeah, I think yes. every time we've hung out, you got like an important phone call. Yeah, uh, no, that yeah. is real. That is yourself. real. Yeah, yeah. when yeah. when Chad was there, the phone call that asked for three people, uh, but leave <laughs> yeah, Chad behind. That, that, that one was a legit. Th- that one that was happens real. all that the time with you. Yeah, so uh-huh, like yeah. I would, if, if it were me, I'd probably believe it. Right. I just yeah. see it all the, yeah. all the time. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, leave Mary and anyway. behind for all I care. <laughs> um, you, need, you need two other people on the team. I don't know. Get another elf and another dwarf or some That's shit. Yeah, get somebody who's so good at fighting. There were other dwarves and elves at the like council meeting. <laughs> and they just fucked right and off. Mary and they were like and Sam weren't even invited to the council meeting. And they, and they somehow ended yeah. up on the, the fellowship. The, the the other elves and dwarves were like, oh no, we cannot go. We do not have plot armor. Um, <laughs> so we're unable to go. And um, I mean, I, I do, I think I start Get another like, wizard, fuck. Jesus <laughs> Christ, right? Where's the fucking gray one or the brown one? Radagast. The brown one, Radagast. Get him on board. I don't, well, um, we can leave Radagast out of Radagast. Like, call out one of those fucking trolls. He can help out. 
Yeah. Yeah. Radagast would bring his like bunny carriage and like just kind of ruin the tone of the movie. Uh, yeah. Talk like about never talk about before. talk about rabbit fans. Ooh, mm, good point. Um, that's a really good joke that I put in my monologue all by myself. So what is the um? I I just rewatched all the Stranger Things as I am wont to do, and they make a lot of Lord of Ring- Lord of the Rings references in the first season. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the road that they talk about a lot? Um, starts with an M. It's not Mordor, Mirkwood. That so when that right. popped up in this movie, I was like, oh shit, cool Mirkwood, because they wow. reference that a yeah. lot in Stranger Things. Uh, I anyway. can't wait for the next generation to have the exact same reaction. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, okay, more Cody's cuts. Um, speed up slow mo, <laughs> duh. <laughs> Anytime yeah. there's slow mo, fuck off. Um, th- there's there's a scene where Sam says bye to his pony, and we really <laughs> haven't like established a relationship with the pony, so like that could go. <laughs> I really don't know why there is a full scene of where he's like bye, and then the pony just fucks off down the mountain. It's like, yeah, I promise if you stopped riding the horses we wouldn't think about it we'd just be like all right well you know here's the thing bill the pony previously Uh had been carrying all their shit now sam has to do that and that's kind of his like personality trait moving forward i have to i have to assume they talk about bill a lot more in the book or something and so that's why peter jackson felt he had to include it but it's like mark you uh, just watched the extended edition did they talk about bill more in the extended edition does bill have a whole monologue or something i don't know if bill is on screen until he's (laughs) said goodbye to i mean honestly yeah (laughs) well there's that there's that hero shot of everybody like walking towards the camera once the fellowship has like been assembled and bill is in that shot i know that Right, but then I, the next scene they're saying goodbye outside. It's of the, weird because when they're forming the fellowship, they're like, "We need nine. Does Bill count? No, I don't <laughs> think does, so. Does uh, do, does well, he does makes Bill up for count? the four halves that are lost at uh, with the hobbits. I could just say two people, but mm-hmm. I'm saying four. It, halves. Yeah, it's four important halves to say but. four halves. Yeah, uh, and then at the end they rode their boats for a little too long. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, okay, here's yeah. okay. this might just be a the uh, extended edition thing. Does it feel mm-hmm. like they're running out of Moria for about 30 minutes? Uh, I think that's an extended edition thing for real. Because okay. it actually moves pretty fast are in you, the other are one. Are you talking like after the the Balrog monster thing? Um, after that, um, they're running I feel out like they run for 15 minutes before the Balrog and then 15 more minutes after the Balrog. I really think that's extended because... Yeah, it's uh, pretty the, efficient. Because, uh, well, yeah. I'm, but, I'm, I'm exaggerating here, but it, it feels like too long. Because they basically, like, they fight, they literally run through the little thing, the Balrog shows up, it gets gets Gandalf, then they basically are out pretty fast. Yeah. So, yeah, Wait, they don't do be... the thing where they're, like, they're like running and the thing breaks and they have to, like, lean and the... Well, they yeah, do that. But, but that doesn't take like too, too, okay. too no. terribly long. Yeah. So when the stairs break, that reminded me... Of a scene from the first Hobbit movie where they're in like the... I simply could not even know what you're talking about, but <laughs> so please try they're to in the big like Goblin Kings like underground place and then like they try to escape and there's just all these things like breaking and falling apart, all these bridges that are collapsing and they're just like jumping from one thing to the next and it's like insane amusement park. 
I like how this is just a simple one staircase breaks. They got to lean forward and then it's over. And then in the I believe I, you, I simply have no memory. I've only gotcha. seen two of the Hobbit movies and I have literally oh, no Oh, really? You didn't them. even finish it. You, you, did you <laughs> watch no. the battle? You didn't watch the Battle of Five Armies? No, I saw uh, Stephen Colbert in it and I was like, you know what? These have wrapped up nicely. <laughs> um, but Cody great. saw twice as many Hobbit movies as I did. Um, yeah, Mark didn't I, watch wow. any of them. I do remember watching the first one and in that scene being like, this feels familiar. <laughs> yeah i i, mean, I so saw the, the first Hobbit... one in like the 60 frames per second and oh, then i saw geez. the fucking go the gopro footage of them in the water and it was like i cannot believe how much like ass this looks and the, how bad the orcs look in that movie because they're yeah. cgi it's that's the second one it's such it's a shame no, it's and the, it's just it's a testament one. it's just a no, testament the barrel to... is in the second one not the first one i swear it is the barrels the are one. in the second one i haven't seen it the barrels are in mm. the second one, I promise. Then what the fuck happens in the first one? The first uh, one they is like everything walk halfway there. The, it's so you, you the cave trolls or not the cave trolls, but the trolls who get turned into statues. Yeah, in the, the sun. trolls. That's a big set riddles piece. Riddles in the dark. Then riddles in the dark is the next major set piece, and then they like battle the white orc, and they like. And then that's oh, the end of the movie. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. Fart noise. Here's the thing. It should have been one three-hour movie. Yeah. That's it. It should not have been three three-hour movies. And here's another thing. This is when I started really... This is the Hobbit cast. This is when I really started turning on the Lord of the Rings extended editions, is when I saw that there were also the Hobbit extended editions. Yeah, there are Hobbit extended editions. bullshit. Yeah, that's hard. That's like you're literally getting... Like, for every, like, half of a page, you're getting, like, three minutes of screen time. Yeah, it's truly kind of wild. Um, but back to Fellowship of the Ring, let's talk sure. about some of the uh, Best Picture alumni who are in it. Ian McKellen, doing great as always, as Gandalf the Grey. Uh, he's got a bad guy named Saruman the White. He get he flies on the back of an eagle. He dies. Wait, what was Ian McClellan? Oh, he was an X Men. Right, he was a Magneto. Buddy. Yeah. Um did did the did the Gandalf death affect you guys when you first watched this? Uh, when I first watched it, yeah, because I didn't know he was coming back, and I was like, "Well, that sucks." <laughs> yeah, straight up. I'm gonna whisper this. Um, so I watched this with my fiance, like I said, uh-huh. uh, sh- she has no idea. <laughs> like, cause cause after after it happened, she was like that's all that he's in and i was like yep he's dead <laughs> that's awesome was she um, was I, she moved by it by it or was she kind of like unaffected? Uh, she didn't care for them at all she really yeah. doesn't like the harry potter movies and she was like c- kind of less into these because she's like Man. i don't know it's kind of boring which she's not wrong i love these movies but i could see where somebody coming in who isn't into this type of shit being like mm-hmm. uh, what is this i like i don't think that's did, a necessarily well, watched, incorrect uh, reading of she watched it. game of thrones right or did no. she oh no she's no. not into that no. either okay no so yeah like um, i will say that the only reason i understand what like I, I feel like I have a pretty good grip on what's happening in these movies, but yeah. that's only because the last time I watched these movies with my, was with my roommate, who I would ask a question and he would give me the most in-depth answer possible, yeah, which right. I uh, actually appreciated because I actually got to know the story. 
I actually um, texted your roommate a question I had about these movies <laughs> as yeah. I was watching. That's um, and he thoroughly enjoys answering those questions. Yes. Um, See, but up I, until then, like the only thing I knew was like they're destroying the ring, and they takes a while to get there. Which kind of let's be honest for a second. Let's step back from a world where Lord of the Rings has existed for you know nearly a hundred years. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fucking dumb. <laughs> it's just about a ring. <laughs> Like, it's kind of fucking stupid. <laughs> Come on, Dude, just man. like, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, think about it for a minute. This is about a fucking ring. You can drop those fuckers no, anywhere. I've thought you about don't know it where they go. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah, about like, it for years. It's a really good story. I mean, I mean, I mean just like, people, people lose rings all the time. I dropped a ring down a drain. Fucking gone. <laughs> Bye. Like, yeah, the difference it. is the Eye of Sauron isn't constantly cares? searching for your rings to repossess the power. Yeah, why does it? Why does it a giant? It's a giant fucking eyeball already. What does it need a ring? It doesn't even have a hand. Come on, yeah. man. It's kind of like a whole. You don't want Sauron getting that ring, all right? It'd be mm, bad. Yeah, for I, everybody. He, he doesn't have a finger to put it on. It's kind of fucking well, dumb. It's not like the ring's gonna like find its own way to Sauron and just leave it somewhere. You're just it doesn't have it legs. Doesn't have legs. Come on, guys. It hasn't been know. with him for like 300 years. You're really like it's fucking dumb. Okay, if you're pissing me off, you're really <laughs> pissing the like hard Lord of the Rings fans off. It's just like no, it's it's one of but, those things where like we just accept things because we watch it and we yeah. get into well, it. Well, that's what I love. But about sometimes these movies, you stop like, and describe so, a movie and you're yeah. like, oh wait, this well, is dumb. That's what I love about these movies is like like you were talking about how you had questions about like the lore and stuff of the movies, mm-hmm. but this movie like doesn't. It takes some time explaining things to you. Like, obviously, there's the prologue, and there's, like, little things along the way. Hobbits don't understand everything about the world, so things are explained to them. So we sort of Mm -hmm. get a view into the world that way. But, like, it kind of is just like, hey, here's this crazy, well-realized world. You just have to accept some things and go on the ride, and it's a fun ride. And, like, as far as, like, plot-wise, nothing is, like unclear like you're following things as they're happening I mean, it's, it's kind of unclear yeah. why, why, no, why it, they're so into a ring like it's just a ring it, it, <laughs> i don't know just make it like a big sword make it a big sword a big sword is way you better you can't wear make a, it a big sword. fucking sword uh, yeah you can it's in your invisible. scabbard and you can fucking use it to weigh some fools and like it's an evil sword it's big <laughs> it's a big sword that can do some damage. Here, a ring, my, just, it's decoration. Okay, but magical here's rings my, is, a, my thing. is an established thing in fantasy, though. And like, there's lots uh, of magical rings. Hello, welcome to the Lord of the Shirts, Fellowship of the Shirts. I got this crazy-ass shirt that I got to go throw in a okay, fire. But magical Look, rings the, the are ring, a thing. Like, that's a thing in the fantasy. The ring makes, yep. Yeah. It, it is a magic ring. It's a thing ring. in it fantasy because Lord of the Rings basically established fantasy. No. It kind of did. Like, you kinda could go did. back to, like, you could go back to, like, Camelot stories. And sure. Like King, King Arthur, about, yes. Ki- about but magic mod- rings. modern fantasy, where we pull a lot of modern fantasy trope, does come from Lord of the Rings. Well, I'm not Camelot's saying that, not fantasy, like it's rings. history. Yeah, Camelot is not history. All that shit happened. Read a fucking book. Chad. Okay. No. Morgana Le Fay, like, real bitch. All, all these, all these stories about like Merlin. Merlin, like magic, real bitch. There's like magic rings and shit through like this. Merlin stories. don't have a magic ring. He's got a staff. He has magic rings. Look he's got up. a very good staff. He's got a he's got a chief staff. He's got a he's got a junior staffers. He's got. Uh, um. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, I know magic rings are an established Cody, thing. Cody, it's Cody, Cody, we silly. know you're joking. It's yes, we get it. The ring rings are dumb, but it's more complicated than that. Um, back to the whole thing where I couldn't follow 
and I had to have the things explained to me. Mm-hmm. The Call yes. of the Ring is Sildor's Bane for the whole fucking movie. Yes. Watch it with my roommate. The first five minutes, he goes, this guy, that's a Sildur. It's his Bane because it turned him evil. And I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah, duh, okay. Mark. Yeah, That's an obvious and, and then, thing, though. That's on you for now. <laughs> I had no idea. This guy's on screen for five seconds. And then the, he's yeah, the but... titular Sildur, and it's his <laughs> Bane. What does Bane mean? He's not wearing a mask. He's not you know, strong. Okay. But I do, <laughs> you, I do you know what would be better you. if it was a Sildur's Bay? Okay. Right? <laughs> I'd understand that. You guys, God, did you even watch the movies? Like, what are, what's going on right now? No, no. There's there's a lot of Sildur because Aragorn, like, uh, yeah, fucking he's when he's the oh, he, when he's Isildur. when he's macking on his girlfriend and he's like, I don't know if you should live forever or if I should live forever. And she's like, Here's all my juices in a necklace that I got for you. Um, <laughs> Still don't get that shit. I don't yeah. understand. It's I don't truly. Okay, so n- f- fucking around aside. I really don't understand how she's able to transfer like her like mortality into a necklace. I don't need to understand it necessarily. Yeah, like who the fuck cares, whatever. But it's just kind of like just because she here it is, Aragorn. But it's not like he does he become the... immortal by holding it. I don't know. I so. think that the idea is that they can grow old together and be in love like a normal couple. But yes, but yeah, I but mean that's another get it in there. I don't th- know. Well, that's another thing about the movie. The thing I just said I like about the movie is that it doesn't like mm. hold your hand through it and like. Do you want like a Ding! textbook? <laughs> Do you we want to where it comes from about Ding. how to? Okay, now you're being <laughs> just thick intentionally. But, but, but do you but, want but do you want a textbook about all the rules of like elvish magic and wizard magic? No, and, I would like, fucking read the they're, appendixes they're at the end of Return of the King. It's literally in yeah, it's, the books. It's in and the books. The other books and that other 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 books. Well, there you go. Then you have the books for it. Don't put it <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Yeah, I don't just, need it no, in the movie. I'm. I'm not complaining that the movie isn't describing these things, but there are so many questions that the movie leaves me with yeah. that uh, which, I wish, you know, it's just such a rich world, which is a great thing. Yes. yes. Um, but I'm not really complaining about the fact that there are so many questions I have that are unanswered. Um, but it's, it's. I mean, I like having answers to questions. Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, that uh, used to be something that w- audiences used to accept more is just that, like, we're not going to know everything. That's fine. Uh, People are really bad about that now. Me and Mark are truly just fucking around because it's fun to poke at. Yeah, I'm afraid Um, you're gonna. So you're 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 feeding into the 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 negative fan base right now. You're giving them fuel to their fire. I'm trying to fight it. No, it's nobody cares. It's but 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 the 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 problem is there are a lot of people now that are like, why wasn't this explained? And it's like because it's movies. We don't have to explain everything. Um, but no, this one does drop you in and you kind of just have to roll with it. And some of the stuff, when you step like three steps back from it, you are like, this is some silly ass shit, which is good. I love silly ass shit, but it just is a little bit like, all right. Um, yeah. What was I talking about with Aragorn? Oh, when he's macking on his girlfriend yeah. who is Liv Tyler, who is a BP or a BP yep. alumni. She Cause she was in that yes, thing you do. That thing you do. Uh, um, is Liv Tyler good? Still unsure after seeing these movies. Well, here's the um, thing about her performance in this is all the elves are kind of crazy except Elrond. Elrond is like right. the only one that like seems like a person. Right. Like Legolas included. They're all like strangely mystical. And I'm right. curious what the direction was that they were given like of how to behave. Well, Inya just walked on set and started playing the songs, and they were like, do Inya shit. And they were like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, think, um, I think Liv Tyler is really good at playing characters that are like kind of stoic and emotionless. Yeah. Uh, like and, the and sometimes she plays characters 
that aren't stoic, like that are not written to be stoic and emotionless. And yeah. she just brings some stoic and emotionless quality to them. Right. Uh, don't know if it's intentional. I think the leftovers is actually her best performance. This yes. is probably number two. Uh, uh, the leftovers in which she plays the leader of a group of people who are stoic and emotionless. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, but anyway, um, what else do we need to talk about this movie? Um, oh, we haven't really talked about Sam, and he's my favorite character. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I like Sam a lot more in the ensuing movies than I do yes, in this movie. But like he's kind of just we, thrown into the adventure here. Yeah, but we we get like the first glimpses at his like insane loyalty to Frodo here. Yeah, like because he he doesn't let him go. He doesn't let him go. Like early on, he talks about how Gandalf made him promise to like uh, not lose sight of him. Um, and, and that's then, what I'm going to do, yeah. Mr. Frodo. And so he, he chases him in the boat. And that scene just like, it, 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 that moves me every time I watch this movie, watching him like wade through the water and he can't even swim. Right. Um, and Frodo lifts him up and then they just sail off together in the boat. It's, it's fantastic because it's just, Frodo needed a friend and he was trying to act like he didn't. Uh, he needed a companion on the way. And we find out right. later that he really, really, really needed someone else on the way. Right. And it rules. Sam rules. I love him. Best friend uh, the, you can the, ask for. The the cast in this is pretty wild, um, pretty good, but it's mm-hmm. also crazy when you think about how many Americans are in this cast. Like, uh, Frodo's American. Mm-hmm. Sam Wise is American. Is Viggo Mortensen American? I know he I doesn't have, like, a British so. accent. I think he is. I don't think he's British. No. I think he's American. He's either he's like American or Canadian. I don't know. Um, I think... I, who else? I think the other two hobbits are British. I know one of them is. Ian McKellen is obviously British. Um, Orlando Bloom is British. Is Jonathan Rice davies or Rice-Meyer? No, it's Rice-Davies. Viggo Mortensen uh, is American-Danish. So. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, you can't play Tony Lip if you're uh Hey, British. you busted my balls over what I did two years ago? <laughs> Come on. It was it was very funny pointing that out to Olivia of like, hey, that's the guy from Green Book. <laughs> and her being like, what the that's fuck? That's truly insane. Uh, we had also, like I said, just finished watching Stranger Things. And so she knew Sam yeah, as Bob up, from Stranger up, Things. Yeah. And I was like, you're the only one who had that reaction. <laughs> Everybody had right. the reverse. Yeah. That's um, the cast is solid. The cast is really solid. Uh, Sean Bean, he plays Boromir. Boromir's a real bitch. He wants the I, Then he gets cut. He gets dead as fuck. I kind of feel like that's a, that's a read I had on his character that I've kind of... I, I don't agree with my previous self anymore. Like he just, he's just a weak man who was corrupted by the ring, but he's just a deep down a good person that was corrupted in like a moment of weakness. But well, and then you see his family shit later of yeah. like his dad's like all yeah. wild. And, then and, and in the end he dies defending hobbits and like doing the right thing. And yeah. Like he, he truly just had this moment of weakness that like, for me for years about this movie, like that defined him to me was that moment of weakness rather than like these other things. And like at the end of that scene, he's heartbroken about what he's done. He's like crying out. Like, I'm sorry, Frodo. I'm sorry. Like he realizes the betrayal there. Mm -hmm. 
and I, I think that like he is like his weakness is like the the race of men all have that weakness. Yeah. Yes. Where because like and that's the vague. men were the ones corrupted mm-hmm. into the Nazgul's. And that is exactly why Frodo must go on alone without the rest of the fellowship. Yeah. 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 Um, and like there are some some men like Aragorn who like proves himself to to not be tempted or mm-hmm. not to at least deny the temptation once. Yeah. Um, but like who knows what would have happened if they had stayed together the rest of the way to Mordor. Like, yeah, that temptation could have uh, grown and grown till he couldn't bear it anymore either. But so but th- that's that's another thing where my roommate had to like really explain to me like it's not just Boromir it's like you know the whole race and also like the backstory of like he it's not like he wants the ring for his own uses he wants he thinks that he can use the ring to destroy Sauron yeah. uh, when yes, that is just and to not Gondor but yeah because yeah. Gondor's enough yeah Gandalf he, he had thinks, uh, like, right yeah is he yeah. Gondor yeah, or is he's, he he's, he's Gondor fuck if I know um man. yeah um, he's the son of the like, steward of Gondor. Um, okay. Basically, he um, he like men are ego like uh, they're they think that they are powerful enough to control the ring, right? Uh, right. Which is when what that's just not and like true. like Gandalf had a line toward the beginning of the movie when Frodo was asking him to take it, and he said like, "No, I would like try to use it for good, and it would end up like corrupting me, and like it would only be used for destruction or something like that." Um, yeah. yeah. I think I said some bullshit earlier where the dwarfs didn't get rings. The dwarfs definitely got rings. Yeah, Forgive yeah. me for fucking that yeah, up. They were, oh, did you say they didn't get rings? I, must I don't know. What, I think I was like the dwarfs didn't get a lot of love or something like that, but they were given the rings. So Yeah, all uh, yeah, the elves were given rings. The dwarves were given rings. Men were given rings. This is not you know a question who, I really you know who want. weren't given rings? Hobbits. Yep, which is why they're the ones able to take it. But yep. why? What happened in the dwarf and elf rings? I think about. I that. think they were I just like not that powerful and not that notable. I think based on like I think the it, movie canon, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think all of the rings are still out there. I think Elrond has a ring. Uh, um, Galadriel has one of the elvish rings. Yeah, you know that. And then um, the the elf from. Uh, the Hobbit movies has another right. one, I think. And it, sure. it, Pace Elf. It might be something like even where Galadriel is like drawing her power from the ring. Like it's possible that like I could be totally yeah. making this up and butchering it, but just based on my own headcanon from the movies only. I mean, she gives on that like light to Frodo. It's possible she like created that magic with her ring. I don't know. I don't know how the rings work for real. But no, elvish uh, elves have just magic. Elves do have magic, but she seems to have like a special set apart magic. Like they right. Gimli referred to her as like the witch that lives in the woods or something. Like, yeah, she is the witch. Yeah, yeah. so she, um, she has other powers. Well, so so this this one's kind of hard to answer, but it's something that I think about when we talk about these movies. Is like what do we think like Lord of the Rings like legacy has been, and it doesn't necessarily like need to have a huge legacy to be a good movie. I just think about like when we talked about X Men, right? We talked about how that was kind of the launch of the modern superhero yeah. era. Do, like these movies are huge and beloved, but like. Were there a lot of fantasy copycats after this because of this? Like, I just, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to, like, list other fantasy movies along these lines. I mean, Narnia 
is is mm-hmm. probably the the one that comes to mind. And Narnia I mean, feels like it may have been greenlit because of this, but yeah. also could have been greenlit because of Harry Potter. There's, which is it's how very I much a Aragorn, synthesis yeah. of the of like blending together like uh, early 20th century fantasy and also young yeah. adult fiction. I which think seems were, like a match made in heaven, but I think knows? there were too many like fantasy failures that happened immediately after this for it to really make a big impact. Like the movie Aragon that was just like came out in like 2006 was definitely trying to be Lord of the Rings adjacent and just failed. I feel like there were a lot of those movies. I can't think of like too many examples now, but I feel like there were a lot of movies that like I thought would be similar to Lord of the Rings that just Aragorn's or Aragorn's kind of closer to Harry Potter is the What are you thing. talking about? It's like an old-timey hey, hey, fantasy epic. Chad, buckle buckle down, Brosif. But I like, I have I've read all four books. It's very much yeah, I read the, the first it, two. Sure. Okay. But it's it's very much hero's journey. It's very much young yeah. kid learning magic. It is in a different setting, but it is closer narratively it's, to Harry Potter. Uh, it is a young it is a young it is a young adult franchise. Yes, it but it is also a I mean a fantasy thing with like that uh, takes place in like a vague know, doesn't exist middle age type fantasy world with dragons and stuff. And Harry Potter supposedly takes place in our world. They're very I think it's more similar to Lord of the Rings. They might follow like a hero's journey, but like so does Star Wars. And I wouldn't say Star Wars is like more yeah, similar. Yeah, Ara- Aragorn's to... basically beat for beat Star Wars is the other. Yeah, it's like truth it's like it. if Star Wars took place in the Lord of the Rings world. Yeah, kind I of. don't know. It's yeah. uh, but I think but Aragorn... written for written for the Harry Potter audience. Sure, because yes. yeah. yeah. it is that, it is very why YA. I think it got green yeah. lit. It's because of the YA stuff. I think. Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings is not YA. You know, no. like so I don't know how many. I don't. I, we like, haven't seen like an Oscar contender like this in a while either, which is kind of no, crazy. I mean, it's just on such a big scale. Yeah. That it's like hard to guarantee that it's gonna work. Right. And I think that like the reason that this movie got made is like it's a huge scale, but it's also like an immensely popular book and mm. the story itself is incredibly good. Right. So we've so to is find Dune the, right the next thing like it. this? Is Dune, Dune might be the next thing like this. I mean, yeah. Game of Thrones is the, the TV answer to your question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, in game is as big as this, but I just don't think it's going to have the award attention, which is what makes me think Dune may be the true successor of this, even though it's taken quite a bit. I don't know. Part of me is surprised that they're only making one Dune movie instead of splitting it up. Mm, I think that I think they're the plan is to make more than one. Gotcha. Um, Interesting. Well, yeah, I just more than one Dune movie, or like you doing sequels and stuff. Because there are sequels to the main Dune yeah. book, aren't there? I think there are three like canon Dune books, and then like a fuck ton of prequels and dumb shit. I I think they're planning to do like the books. I don't know for sure, but like so, I think yeah, it's just so that may be our next awards contender, but also high fantasy shit. Which that one's kind of space too. Dune's kind of weird. Um, I don't remember a ton. I remember like Spice. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember about Dune. Dune Spice is definitely like high uh, fantasy. Well, it's like high fantasy, but in space, more, right? It, it's more sci-fi, but it's like political, and there are like you know ruling families and shit like that. Beca- because Star Wars is just fantasy in space. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's like a space opera. 
Yeah. Um, um, you forgot about a big one between Lord of the Rings and Dune, and that's that was Avatar. I don't know. I would not. That one's no, no. It's like because of all the like tech shit in it. Like it's so like a James it's, Cameron thing. Well, yeah, I but I know. mean, there's tech shit and like Star Wars too. But it's I, I'd call them both fantasy movies. It's like otherworldly, like creatures with different rules than our own. It's so it, fantasy. I don't know. It, like all the military shit and the robots and like. Yeah, but I mean, it feels um, sci- military it's a, shit and. and Robots and Star Wars too. It's about okay. wars. Speaking so okay. so speaking you're of ignoring fantasy. the true distinction, but that's fine. <laughs> sure. No, I know um, it, it. It is more. It is a sci-fi fantasy, whereas like Star Wars yeah. is more of just straight up fantasy. Yes, um, exactly. But uh, so but it, it is so in 2008, stuff. AFI like made a list of the top ten fantasy movies of all time. Oh yeah, they put, read that. They put fa- they put Fellowship at number two. Yeah. Um. Okay. Weird. Their definition of fantasy is insanely loose. Their number one is their number one is The Wizard of Oz. Fair, that's fantasy. That's fantasy. Yeah. Their number three is It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, well, eat poop. That's just a number, drama movie. Number four with magical is realism. King, yeah. Number four is King Kong. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. No, nope, that's Dreams. just a Santa Claus movie. That's just an angel movie. <laughs> Harvey. That's just a a, a, a uh, invisible bunny movie. Groundhog Day. Uh, no, these are just like regular movies, just with like a twist, like magical realism. Twist. Um, Thief of Baghdad, which I've never seen, but it's from no Arabian Nights. Apparently, or it's from a thousand uh, a thousand and one nights. Okay, that one um, probably is then. And then and then big. No, <laughs> fuck! That pisses me off that they're all just like dramas with magical realism twists. The, their definition is like it's live action characters inhabit uh, imagined settings and or experience situations that transcend the worlds of the natural world. Liter- literally, so, like, none of them are imagined settings, other than Wizard of Oz and F- Fellowship of the Rings. The rest mm. are like magical shit happens to them. Man, well, like that, is that, that click really number bummed. eleven? <laughs> That is a fantasy movie. Um, I'm trying to think uh, what what I would classify as my favorite fantasy movies. I don't know. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I don't really know of many other. I'm trying I'm to like think of what I would into. classify as my favorite movie of the year 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, are we what would that be, we Chad? Is it, first? Well, yeah. more yeah. specifically, is it this or Ocean's Eleven? Um, for me, it's uh, The Fellowship of the Ring by A Country Mile. Um, I loved Wet Hot American Summer. I loved Ocean's Eleven. But, like, I mean, I look at this movie when I was watching it, I was just like, there's few movies that just, like, get to this level of just, like, I think Cody might have mentioned this when we were watching Titanic, that you're just, like, yelling at the movie, that the screen, cinema, this is cinema. Like, mm-hmm. this is, it's just so, it's definitely the biggest movie we've covered since Titanic, and it's probably the biggest movie we've covered. Um Yeah. But like I, that, that aside, like it's just like for me, it's three hours and it never gets boring, um, and I love it and it's mind blowing. Fellowship of the. I Ring. mean, I I would agree that it is cinema, and yeah. you know, definitely like one of the biggest movies we've covered. Um, I think the only thing about it is that it doesn't have an ending. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It has like a to be continued. Um, which is frustrating as a yeah. movie. Um, 
I swear, if if the fact that it's a part of a series is the thing that ends up killing I mean, all of the Lord of the Rings movies from being considered the best, I'm gonna kill myself live on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'll be prepared to kill yourself, I guess. Um, it won't be on the podcast because no one will edit the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll just stop. Yeah, we just won't put it out. Um, not because you killed yourself, but because no one's no going to edit Yeah, we're just it. not going to bother to edit it. Yeah, yeah you'd have to um, message Laura to like send the audio file. That would she's be, got a lot to do with. Yeah. Um, she's got to like, you know, plan how to find a new husband. Yeah, um, she's not going to move the body. She's just going to leave it there. Uh, um, no, I wanted to be anyway, alone I, if I die first, obviously. Um, if... If the question is Ocean's Eleven versus the Lord of the Rings as a series, yeah, that is that's well, a tougher I guess question. That's not the question, yeah. Um, I I think I have to go with Ocean's Eleven over the Fellowship of the Ring, part one of this story. Mm. Sue me, Cody. Fuck. <laughs> I thought I had decided how I was going to pick, but then I've been thinking about it, and I don't know. I this isn't my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. I like this movie a lot. I think it's perfect. Cody. The, pro- the problem is I think we've picked three perfect movies this year. This year's pretty difficult. They have all been five stars. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't know. The problem is like if we did the show in the vacuum, right? If you ask me what like if I had to pick a favorite Lord of the Rings movie, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And then there would be a clear winner. But then I'm thinking of the next two years and I'm just Don't not think of the sure. Next two years. You have two movies to think. About. I know. I'm, 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 Who I'm do just you like better. I'm just, uh, I'm just Casey Affleck and his brother or Marion Pippin. Okay. Which is well, better. Yeah. Who do you, who do you like better? Me or Chad? Yeah. That's what's really <laughs> yeah. at stake here. Um, it's, it, it, it but I, I know that I shouldn't consider what's coming down the next two years, but I am a little bit because I love the Lord of the Rings movies, but I don't know that in the future that they're necessarily going to win either. So it's like, should I, should I do what the AFI list did and just let one in because I don't think that the other ones will or fuck. (laughs) I'm like trying to talk myself into an answer and I just don't know what. Uh, maybe this is my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. I don't know which one is my favorite, actually. Maybe it is this one. I love the Shire stuff in this one. Starting Return of the King takes too fucking long to end. That really hurts that one for me. And then two. Hmm, shit. Ah, god damn it. <laughs> I really don't know what to do. Um... Let me go with. <laughs> let me go with. Let let me just do my first instinct because I truly can't decide. My first instinct was that Fellowship of the Ring is better, so I will go with that for now. I don't necessarily feel great about it. It's hard. I don't know if it's the right answer, but it is my first thought, and I can't think. I can't be swayed one way or another now, so I will go with my initial instinct and say that Fellowship of the Ring is better than Ocean's Eleven. But God, it is slight. And if you caught me on a different day, slash we weren't doing a podcast where I had to like give an answer pretty fast, my answer may be different. 
I mean, it's hard to be mad at that. Um, yeah. But also, I hate both of you, and I will <laughs> leave this podcast forever. Oh, it's going to be pretty bad, though, in 2003 when, like, Chad is yelling about a masterpiece of Return of the King, and Mark and I very, very likely <laughs> pick a different movie on top of it that is going to piss Chad off. Well, we'll so, be, you know, I'm kind of giving you that we'll one. We'll be going against School of Rock that year, so that's going to be a hard one to beat. Um, not for me and Mark. I know what 2003 is. Um, but we will get to that later. Before yeah. that, we have so much podcast left to get to, and we hope you guys come back next week. Um, where can people find you if they want to hear your movie opinion? Uh, you can find me at Chad A. Oliver across all social media platforms like Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd, where I rate and review movies and put them in rankings like... Uh, the best Spider-Verse movies. I did that list this week. That was fun. Um, yeah, I think that was a bad list. <laughs> I don't remember. You don't like, no, that, you don't that one like, was fine. You don't like any of my lists. To be your clear. lists normally break my fucking brain. I think maybe your Spider-Man list was fine. Your, uh, I just, I like Spider-Man There was one 3. of them that made me really I like mad. Spider-Man 3 more than The Amazings is my the hottest take there, but that's not that hot of a take. Mm, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's fine. It's not as nearly as good as the other two in the Sam Raimi-verse. But no, you're, you're, you're spider, your Spider-Verse one is fine yeah uh mark what did you find find you where where uh you can find me on letterboxd at watlington mark which is just so happens to be the rest of my handles as well watlington mark w-a-t-l-i-n-g-t-o-n that's my last name it's not hard to spell but i spell it for you anyway oh it's your 2019 list chad that makes me mad but we'll talk about that off mic sure um so you can find me at cody lunsford underscore on twitter and instagram and you can find me on letterbox with perfect list and perfect opinions on movies um (laughs) at cody lunsford you can find uh the show at we pick picks on twitter and instagram um, please rate and review us on your uh, podcast app of choice. Um, and I think that's going to be it. Hey, Mark, what's the best movie of 2001? Um, apparently, it's Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. Um, uh, Chad, what's the best movie of 2001? Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. Not a great title. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. Cody. It's got the same word in there twice. Yeah, you can't yeah. have the same word. That actually is real bad. It's like, yeah. it's like Blank of the I may Rings. change my <laughs> Blank of the Ring. Yeah, oh, Cody. You, you uh, said you want to take your phone. What? Cody, no, what's the, what best the best movie of 2001? The best movie of 2001 is Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring. Remember, everyone, keep it secret, keep it safe. Uh, next week we're watching the best picture winner from 2001 a beautiful mind it is a ron howard joint starring russell crowe it's available to watch on stars